Once in a while, an event takes place that shocks a community into action. This is what happened in Jellicoe, a small community in Campbell County in East Tennessee. Jellicoe's situation was serious. But this is the happy story of how this town has met and is solving its major community problems. Yeah, that's right. You're listening live, Epiphany Sports Show, Episode 7. Coming to you live here in Jellicoe, Tennessee at Jessica Plaza. It is once again me, your co-host, LPC, as always. No co-host with me talking about Mr. Andrew Keith Bruce, government name. He is uh, unable to step into the studio today. Obviously, we got to say some apologies. We know we've had some people uh, text us and ask us, you know, like, what happened to the show? You guys not put an episode out this week? We know, we know. it's It's been an absolute battle. The boys have literally had zero time to record, have worked ourselves pretty much down to the bone for the last two and a half months. Not making excuses, but obviously, like, we don't get paid to do this. We do this because we enjoy it, and it's a hobby. So we want to apologize, but just know that it's not its not without effort, damn it. Some shout-outs before we get right into the football world for this weekend, which is going to be the focus. Some shout-outs. Speaking of football, yeah, Jellico High School football. 7-3 and three on the season. Going to be hosting a home playoff game next Friday. If they win that game, that would be the first home playoff game win and God knows how long. Uh, obviously having one of their best records since early 2000s by finishing at 7-3. and three. So it's just been a huge, 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 huge year for Coach Brent Peel and the boys down there at Jellicoe. It's been impressive too. They have won in ways that... Uh, most people would think if they know anything about Joko football, they couldn't do it. They're a hard-nosed team. Got some hard-nosed players. Hard-nosed coaching. I mean, that's just rock solid, as they like to say. But it's been fun. I've got to go watch them a handful of times this year. And uh, obviously, winning makes everybody feel better. But huge shout-out to the boys in blue and white on a great football season and got to keep it going. Obviously not done, but uh, playoffs start now, so now it's time for the for the big boys to step up. Speaking of big boys stepping up, the Arizona Diamondbacks making the World Series. I know maybe the last time you heard from me, I said their run was probably going to end when they played the Dodgers in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right. Should have known that better. Huge shout-out to the D-backs, me, Mason, and Drew, uh, naming them a team of destiny. If you might have seen us on April on the uh, Twitter page, greatest call of our lives. Had no idea that it was going to go to this point. We just 
I, I bet the Diamondbacks just to make the playoffs at plus 350, and that kind of even felt like a prayer. No longer all the way into the World Series. I hope it comes to an end for him, though, because I got a pretty fat ticket from July when the Rangers traded for Max Scherzer. So I do have the Rangers to win the World Series at 11-1. to So that would be uh, huge for me if that could come through. And then, obviously, we got the NHL and the NBA. Uh, as far as sports worlds goes, they're coming back. Regular season just now getting started. Uh, for me personally, way more excited about the NHL coming back than the NBA. But I will say this, the NBA, to start the year with the amount of diversity and the moves around the league and all the young guys like Wimbanyana, I think the league, that league, the NBA, as long as they can stay out of their own damn way and they can get their players to care about the regular season, it should be fun this year. Should be fun. Should be a good NBA season, NHL season. So we, you'll hear from us uh, time to time, dip our toes into both of those here at ESS. But it's always about football for the most part. Big pigskin show around here. So obviously uh, no Drew this week, just me. I will give you my card and Drew's card. So don't worry, we're going to take care of you. Going to look at some of the best games from this weekend and some of the games that we're most interested in. All of that coming to you live, ESS. For absolutely zero apologies. And secondly, listen, guys, if you're not willing to go too far, you will never go far enough in life. And I don't care. I don't promote fights. I pick fights. I'm like John Jones. I sound like Sean Combs, and I got trombone sized stones like John Holmes. <laughs> Week 9 of college football has already begun. We're at the point in the year where you don't have to wait too many days without watching some CFB pigskin unless you simply choose not to. And that's thanks to the real gangsters of college football, the group of five. And some of those people that might be asking, what in the world is a group of, what is he talking? We're talking about the conferences that some people think that doesn't matter, like the MAC like the Sun Belt, like Conference USA. Those are the real people getting you through each and every week because there's nothing better than being bored out of your mind on a Tuesday night, flipping through the channels, having nothing to watch, and you find a little good little group of five college football game on ESPN2. So thank you to the real gangsters. Me and Drew talked about early on in the season here at ESS that we were going to be doing better, at least attempting to do better, of giving you guys our weekly records from the picks we give out here on the show each and every episode. And then, of course, have them all totaled up for the you know cumulative pick record. Drew's not here this week, obviously, so I cannot speak for somebody that is not myself. So hopefully when he comes back, he'll have that ready to go for y'all. But for me... My record in college football here on the show picks that I've given to y'all each and every week, 31-27. Now, I know that's not sounding too great on paper. Like, he's only got four more wins than he's got losses. But when you're 31-27 and 27 and up six and a half units, you take that. Especially in the hole that I dug myself 
probably the last time that we got to talk, I think uh, on episode six. It's been about two weeks. But I've been fighting and I've been battling. And uh, if you guys haven't already been made aware, uh, if there's ever a week or, you know, whatever that we are not able to record and give you guys an episode, we always, always will wake up Saturday morning and Sunday morning and give you guys our betting cards on our Twitter page, our X page, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's at Epiphany Sport. Uh, you can always get on there sometime or before the games kick off on noon on Saturday and 1 p.m. on Sunday. And we'll, we'll be sure to let you guys know who we're taking if we have anything for that weekend but that's only if uh you know we don't have the opportunity to record an episode but damn it that's not this week because i told y'all the streak's ending so let's go ahead and get into my betting card obviously since i'm running the show today big dogs gotta eat i'm going first drew can wait week nine another shout out i want to give really is the big nooner because that glorious son of a gun has turned into the biggest cash cow. I mean, it's it's it just keeps it just keeps breaking expectations for me, honestly. So shout out to the big nooner. I hope you guys have been telling that sometimes that thing has been an absolute cash cow for me. I only say that because I'm pissed off because it's on a bye week this week. Because the schedule makers of college football said, ah, no, it's a Saturday, and I know 12. You know, it's the first games of the day. Let's all just make them terrible and unbettable. So thank you, Las Vegas. Thank you, schedule makers. Whew. Big nooner. Bye week. They'll be back next week, hopefully. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't make the rules around here. I just I just follow them. We're moving on to 3.30, though, because they pissed me off about noon. We're not even going to talk about a single game happening at noon because they suck. 3.30. This game might suck to some of you, but it doesn't suck to me. It's a Big Mac game. CBS Sports Network. Miami of Ohio traveling. I mean, making the short travel, the bus trip to Ohio University there in Athens playing the Bobcats of Ohio. Miami of Ohio currently getting seven and a half points on the road, plus two forty-five on the money line. Over/under set at thirty-nine and a half. The buzzer went off on this one for me and Doctor Dome. This is a Doctor Dome and Patty handshake bet. We're both taking Miami of Ohio plus seven and a half on the road. Action Network has a system on here: road dog, low total which has a 59% win rate and a 15% ROI, which is return on investment. The 6-2 Redhawks play the 6-2 Bobcats. And the number originally opened at 6.5. It got pushed up to 7, and then now is sitting over the key number of 7 at 7.5. Give me the dog on the road with the points in a game that only is projected to score 40 points total. The underdog has also covered three out of the last four in this series. Miami of Ohio might be a live dog 
Ho, 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 ho. But give me them with the seven and a half. Next 330. This is a legit big game. Top 25 game. A lot of question marks around this game, but it's a big game regardless. ESPN 330. Duke. Drew's TOD. The Duke Blue Devils. Sitting at 5-2. and two, Play number 18, Louisville at 6-1. and one. I think Connor Cards fan knows where I'm going with this pick because I'm taking Duke Moneyline at plus 170. Now here's the question. Here's the thing. I will give you guys a warning. Obviously, I, I put this pick in yesterday or the day before, so uh, I was going off the information that I could find at the time. But obviously, the the big the big headline for this game is whether or not uh, Duke's starting quarterback Riley Leonard's going to be able to play. He was able to give it somewhat of a go in their loss last week against Florida State, but then they had to take him out, and he was on the sideline warming up, trying to get back into the game. Uh, you can ask their head coach if he's going to play, and he's just going to say he's day to day because that's what every head coach in the world does is they won't give you a straight answer, but. I'm still taking Duke Moneyline because they have shown some resiliency without their star quarterback. There's not too many teams in all of college football, I think, that if they have a star NFL prospect like Riley Leonard, he goes down and the wheels don't fall off. It's because your team has battled and your team is good, well-coached, and I think that's his Duke team. But if Riley Leonard comes back, this number is going to drop, and it's it's definitely going to sink back down to at least three and a half or four and a half. Uh, right now, Louisville's sitting at a six and a half point favorite, and I think that's just because they they don't know they don't know the status of Riley Leonard. I don't think Vegas can figure it out either. But uh, obviously, both these teams coming off losses from last week, but Duke. Duke played at Florida State, and uh, Louisville played at Pitt. Obviously, Louisville was in a huge letdown spot coming off the Notre Dame win. But uh, they were a 7.5-point favorite last week at Pitt, and they lost by uh, 17. So they got throttled. Duke loses 20-38 to 38 at Florida State. They don't cover the 14, but, you know, obviously, like I said, Leonard didn't play in that game. Here's the thing, though. Here is the thing. If he goes, that's going to give a morale boost to this Duke team. And I mean, I can't I can't tell you what that what that would mean for this Duke team. Not only that, I think Louisville's definitely more in the weight class of Duke in comparison to Florida State. Obviously, a little closer probably, you know, across the board as far as talent goes. And Duke's going to play some hard-nosed defense. I know Louisville's shown some flashes of doing that, but I just think Duke, if they can get their starting quarterback out there on the field, that's going to give them a boost. And uh, it wouldn't be surprising to me if Louisville kind of falls back down to earth just a little bit here towards the end of the season now that their schedule is starting to uh, get a little, little bit harder. But I'm on the Duke money line at plus 170. Put an asterisk beside that because – the whole thing about that game is, is Riley Leonard going to play or not? The Big Ten, what the hell? 
3.30 on Fox Sports 1. Oh, surely they got to be playing somebody good in the Big Ten if they're going to be 3.30 game on FS1. Nah, nah. We got Purdue in Nebraska. The Boilermakers traveling to Nebraska. And I'm going to take them plus two and a half because it's stinky, real stinky. And as the Bear used to say, stinky dogs got fleas. Per Action Labs, Purdue is the least profitable home team in FBS since 2005 at a paltry 42-70-1. That's a 37.5% clip against the spread. However, the spoiler makers have turned a nice profit on the road over that same period at 49-37-4. So Purdue only covers the spread at home 37.5% of the time since 2005. But on the road, they cover 49-37-4 at a 57% clip. Give me Duke at plus, not Duke, Purdue, damn it. Purdue at plus two and a half. Uh, I was going to try to wait and see if this number would get up to three or three and a half maybe, but it's not going to. Uh, DK still has it at plus two and a half. But the juice is there. And then I'm looking at it here at Caesar Sportsbook, and Caesar has Nebraska only as a one and a half point favorite. So don't be surprised if you wake up tomorrow morning and look at the slate, or just look in general, and might be closer to a, more of a pick'em game. But give me Purdue. I know it's kind of a, a, a middle land number there at plus two and a half, but some crazy stuff can happen. Miss extra points, whatever safety. I mean, it's college football; anything can happen. But give me the points. Plus two and a half over the money line instead uh, for Purdue at Nebraska. And uh, I tell you, it stinks and it's stinky because Purdue is one and four in their last five. And then Nebraska coming in at four and one in their last five. But there is uh, (laughs) some digging to be done there. Their wins at Northern Illinois. Louisiana Tech, Illinois, Northwestern. If you can't gauge that level of competition for yourself, then God help you because while there wins, and Matt Rule needs him up there, he does. I'm, I'm not saying he – I mean, he is – I think he is going to be a, a pretty competent coach at Nebraska, but not this year. Easily, easily could see this being just kind of a drop zone for Nebraska at home coming out flat. And that stat about Purdue, they are cover machines on the road. Doesn't make any sense to me, but nothing about Purdue ever does. So give me Purdue plus two and a half. The last 330 game I got on the card, the largest outdoor cocktail party in the world. If only we could still call it that, but we're a bunch of squares at Florida and Georgia in the SEC. Oh, we can't name it that. It's got booze in it. Like, we don't sell booze at the stadium. Shut up. Bring the beer barrel back and bring the largest outdoor cocktail party name back. Like, you guys don't sell alcohol in every single SEC stadium now. Like, you're somewhat above it. Don't even get me started about that. But I'm taking Florida plus 17 and a half. The number now is at 14 and a half. I got this thanks to a little bit of a profit boost. They like to call them there at DraftKings. So I took the number up three. 
I would still bet Florida at plus 14 and a half, but obviously I'd be an idiot not to take it even higher. Brock Bowers going out for the year for Georgia, who is just full-blown trying to sleepwalk through this regular season. Uh, could not care less about who they play or what they have to play each week. They're just solely trying to make it to the SEC championship game and then solely into the playoffs. That's the only thing that Kirby Smart and these guys care about, and it's it's been pretty apparent all year because they they haven't covered. Uh, they've, they've came out flat. Every single game they've played, I think they've scored 33 total first quarter points all year. And that's insane if you go back and look at the level of competition they've played for majority of the year. And Billy Napier, he's coaching with his hair on fire, even though he's bald. Because it was looking real bleak for old Napier, the start of this season. But uh, obviously, me and Drew said, you know, he's coaching for his job week in, week out. Obviously, the Tennessee win weeks ago, you know, probably cooled that fire off just a little bit. But another interesting thing about Billy Napier, the Campbell County boy, owns ridiculous career 19-6 and ATS record. It's a 76% clip as an underdog. Covering by over seven points per game, that includes a perfect 3-0 ATS mark against ranked SEC foes during his short time in Gainesville. So the only thing that Billy Napier has done, other than a little bit of losing in Florida, is he is covered like a maniac. So give me Florida plus 17.5 against Uga. Here's another stinky one. and It's bold and it's stinky. And it's a gut play. I can't tell you much more than that. I don't have any sort of statistic or trend for you to make you feel better about this play because I don't even feel that great about it. But it, sometimes if the gut's speaking to you, you're either hungry or you got to trust that there's no in-between. Wyoming playing at the Bluegrass in Boise State at 530. Wyoming currently sitting at a five-point underdog at DraftKings on the road. Total is 49 in this game. Wyoming sitting at 5-2 and two on the year. Boise coming in at 3-4. and four. And here's the thing. I told you, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't, I don't know what it is, but as soon as I saw this game, immediately just bet Wyoming money line at plus 170. Fading the public, fading the absolute crap out of the public because on action right now, 88% of the money and 85% of the bets is on Boise State at minus four and a half to cover the spread. And uh, that's probably because this little statistic right here for you, Boise State has dominated Wyoming. Uh, they hold a 16-1 to head-to-head record, and that includes a perfect 8-0 and record at home with those wins coming by an average of just under 17 points per game. And I think that's all the reason you need to take a little chance at Wyoming because Boise State this year has done nothing but underachieved and underachieved and underachieved. And Wyoming has definitely had a little sneaky, sneaky good season so far. Um, coming off the loss last week to Air Force, the very good Air Force team, they lose by a touchdown, but they cover 
in that game. They were getting plus 12 and a half. Boise, coming off a crushing loss on the road to Colorado State, 30-31. to 31. They were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Boise State has not covered in a game in four of their last five. They've also dropped two out of their last three, one of those losses being to Memphis and the other one being, like I said, to Colorado State. Their only win in between those is San Jose State, and they only won by eight. I don't know. I'm just not a believer in this Boise State team at all, and I think Wyoming definitely has some momentum. So give me the Cowboys in the bluegrass at plus 170 on the money line. Yeah, moving to 7 p.m. Here's another booze game for you. Bring the beer barrel back, damn it. We said it last year and we meant it. I don't know why the SEC thinks they got to be above alcohol. Like I, I just, It just blows my mind. But both of these teams love their running backs. Tennessee obviously has three of them they like to play. And uh, Kentucky doesn't need to play another one because they got big, fat baby Davis in the backfield. Now, all I got to say is if you're that game clock in this game, you better eat your Wheaties because these teams might rip and run all night. And if you're going to that game in Lexington, you might be at home in bed before 9.30 p.m. I'm taking the under 52.5. The real number sitting at right now is at 51.5. Uh, Kentucky is a a three-and-a-half-point dog at home to Tennessee. Obviously, Tennessee historically just absolutely dominated Kentucky. Kentucky's only won one in the last five years. And every time I I try to take a side in this matchup, I always try to – I don't know what it is. I, I, I genuinely can't understand it. But I always just want to end up taking Kentucky, no matter what. And every single time I do, they screw me. They suck. They get ran out of Neyland Stadium, wherever. I don't know. It's it's happened to me multiple times within the last five or six years. So I refuse to pick a side in this game. I'm just taking the under. But I would lean to Kentucky. I would. I told Drew that last night. And if you're a Tennessee fan, that's probably a good thing because, like I said, anytime I bet Kentucky in this matchup, they've got throttled. Under 52.5. Should be a very good game. Uh, some word on the street. Devin Leary got that throwing mechanic that's been struggling with him you know, for most of the season. He finally, I guess, got the soreness. I don't know what, but the word on the street in Lexington is that Devin Leary might be able to throw that pigskin just a little bit better. And obviously, if that ended up being true, that would be huge for Kentucky offense. But it doesn't really matter how good Devin Leary can or cannot throw the football if you got receivers who just don't even want to play receiver. Got a bunch of cornerbacks running routes. So I don't know. I don't you don't need me as a Notre Dame fan if you're a Tennessee or Kentucky fan telling you, you know, anything because you guys already know. Everything there is to know about this game and how much it means to both sides. Under 52.5. The under has hit in this matchup. 
uh, four out of the last five times, and it's been with ease. Other than the, uh, what year was that? Other than the uh, 2021 game where Tennessee won 45-42, to 42, uh, that the under has not even been close to not hitting. So I will be taking the under in this game. Like I said, I think both teams really will try to have emphasis on running the ball. I don't think this game will be about either quarterback. But both defenses are very good against the rush. So it's going to be a battle of wills and a battle of battle of best out there. So uh, I'll be excited to watch this one on Saturday. And then the final play for me in college football. It's once again Cincinnati. I, I don't know how I've got sucked into this. I'm going to bet Cincinnati against the spread in the last three weeks. But damn it, I have. And they haven't failed me yet. Cincinnati. Playing at 8 p.m. at Oklahoma State on ESPN2. Cincinnati getting seven and a half, that key number. I mean, it speaks to me like stuff you would not believe. The week after winning outright as an underdog, teams on a three-game winning and covering streak have gone just 6-22-2. That's 21 clip against the spread as a home favorite of more than a touchdown. That applies to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is obviously a home favorite of more than a touchdown. And teams that hit that, hit that little scenario right there only cover 21% of the time. That might be, you know, potential inflation at the top of their market value as far as the betting world sees it. Which lights the buzzer up on this matchup for me. I am once again asking the Bearcats of Cincinnati to give a ranked team a dogfight. And I think they can keep it close. I mean, that game uh, they played against Oklahoma, they gave everything and more that Oklahoma wanted. So for the final play for me in college football this weekend, Cincinnati plus 7.5 on the road at Oklahoma State. I told you. Big dogs are inclined to eat, and I ate, son. But since he ain't here, I'll let this little dog eat. Drew, coming with a fat, I mean, pretty fat uh, card betting, obviously, for college football and for the NFL. feel like he's been, uh, been in real, real under the radar this year in comparison to last year. Definitely tried to hone it in a little bit. But we'll get his picks in. For this Saturday, he is taking BYU plus 21.5 against Texas at Texas. Obviously, I was talking about Riley Leonard and Duke. There's not many teams, good teams, that if they have a star NFL prospect uh, go down and not be able to play, that many teams you know, would just kind of let the wheels fall off. That applies to Texas because uh, Quinn Ewers might be done for the year. Well, AC joint sprain. So this is going to be the first game without him under center for this year's Longhorns. Drew taking BYU plus 21 and a half, getting three touchdowns for the Mormons. And of course, because he's a bastard, he's taking Nebraska minus two and a half against Purdue. He thinks Purdue and Indiana are the same exact team in college football, which, I mean, 
fair. They suck. But the spoiler maker's on the road. He's going to he's going to rue this day. Rue it. Under 40 and a half in the Michigan State Minnesota game at 3:30. Yeah, neither team neither team can score, wants to score even thinks about scoring so uh Michigan State's just an absolute dumpster fire under 40 and a half hey it's a team ride Florida plus 14 and a half against Uga Drew taking his uh longtime hated rival Florida to cover against Georgia God almighty he took Colorado Colorado getting 15 and a half on the road at UCLA. You could not pay me money. And I mean, I'm being serious. You could not pay me to bet this game. You could pay me and I wouldn't. I would just take your money. Screw that game. Colorado plus 15 and a half for Drew at UCLA. Oregon State on the road in the, uh, the primetime state of Arizona, the Coppa State. Oregon State getting three and a half as a road favorite against Arizona. And uh, that's Drew's 10.30 p.m. play. So there's a 0% chance he will be awake to watch that game, I'm sure. But damn it, he bet it. So Drew's full card, BYU plus 21 and a half. Nebraska minus two and a half. The under 40.5 in Michigan State, Minnesota. Florida, plus of 14.5. Colorado, plus of 15.5. Oregon State, minus 3.5. So that's the boys' college football picks. Locked, loaded, given out for free. So when we come back, we will quickly take a little toe touch into the NFL for this weekend and we'll go ahead and get up on out of here since old daddy's got to go to work here soon DSS I had a late night you gotta give that shit a rest man needs a seven hours keeps your mind shut this was work Little Jackie hyped us to a score at the Rutgers campus. Not bad. What's the matter, Chrissy? Tell Uncle Paul. This being made ain't working out the way I thought it would. A lot of responsibilities. Fucking A. What did you think? You're only as fucking smart as this week's lines. One false move and you spend your fucking time chasing it instead of making money. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Go home. Get some sleep. Tomorrow's a new day. Shout out, Polly Walnuts. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. I was a rookie last year betting the NFL as far as the show picks go. Absolutely smacked me and Drew. I mean, it smacked us. So I think we both took a little light approach this year coming into the NFL. And it was working for me. But the last two weeks where I I just haven't had the motivation because I knew I wasn't going to be able to talk to you guys. My record in the NFL, 13-17, and 17, down 2.2 units. We're going to fix that this weekend, damn it. <laughs> 
I'm going to get all the coin back. It's all mine. Because I got one play in the NFL as of right now. Uh, obviously, I, I want to give you know all my picks out on the show whenever I can. But the NFL spreads, the NFL lines right now, not looking good. Uh, real difficult to try to find something that you like at the moment. But I think, honestly, and I, I haven't really ever said this on here, but I think, honestly, by Saturday night or Sunday morning, you will be able to find a lot better numbers and a lot better lines for the NFL so we might be adding a couple plays Sunday morning, like I said, on Epiphany Sport on Twitter. But for right now, my one NFL play, it's a four, and I mean four, F-O-U-R. It's a four-leg teaser. A little bit of a tease. A little bit of a tease. Teasers where you can add pretty much, I know, uh, some people might be new, but a teaser is where you can add points to a spread or take points away, which vice versa, either way you want to do it. If I'm adding plus six, if it's a plus six and a half point teaser, you take the spread that it's at originally and just add six and a half points on top of that. That's what I'm doing. Obviously, that comes at a cost as far as odds go. You don't really get uh, the greatest value. It's like taking alt spreads, essentially. It's essentially the same thing. But I got a three-unit tease for this week, for this Sunday. I like all these underdogs in their games, you know, by themselves if I was straight betting this. But like I said, it's it's hard. Hard to pull the trigger just yet, and I don't want to force anything, and I don't want to uh, take something that I will regret end up taking on Sunday. But with the tees, it comes out to plus 185, so you're still at plus money, almost plus 200, so you can definitely make a good, good chunk of change on this, which is the goal. We're going to start out with Houston. Houston Texans at Carolina Panthers. Everybody in the world is so confident that Houston Texans are going to take care of business and just beat the Panthers. C.J. Stroud, Outdool, Bryce Young, which, I mean, to this point he has in every way so far. But it's it's a little sketchy to me that Houston is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Carolina. I think Carolina is is bad. I think they're terrible. Obviously, they have not won a game so far yet. But it it's sketchy and I don't I wouldn't lay the three and a half for Houston, but I will take them at plus three and a half. So you flip that and they're now they're getting a field goal and the hook. I will take that all day. So the first leg, Houston Texans plus three and a half. Pittsburgh playing at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I cannot stand. Uh, I think as of right now, Pitt is currently plus two. They're a two-point dog at home, so uh, kind of a weird number there. But obviously the six-and-a-half takes Pittsburgh Steelers all the way up to plus eight-and-a-half. 
And I know somebody's going to be like, dude, all you do, you bet them every single week. You're such a homer. It's just nothing but homer. I'm taking the Colts plus seven and a half at home against the Saints. The Colts got robbed last week against the Browns. I mean, robbed. I think that's going to light a little fire under their ass playing at home once again. And New Orleans, dude, they're they're either I told Drew, I mean, I I bet them uh episode one B here at ESS, I bet them to win the AFC South to win or in AFC the NFC South, sorry, got me all tangled up here talking about these two South teams, including Indian Indianapolis. But uh New Orleans, I bet them to win their division. And uh, it's looking bleak. I mean, that division's a a pure pure dumpster fire between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints. But I'll tell you this. The Saints are either going to get it together, like, this week or next week. Like, they're, they're going to get their head out of their butt, or they're going to fall off a cliff, and they're going to fire their head coach. They're going to clean house out. And then they're going to be stuck with Derek Carr. So, they're, I mean, New Orleans has to get it together. And I'm, I'm starting to think that they're not, which is not, you know, something ideal for me. But I think the Colts coming off a very, very deflating Rob loss like that. You could be super motivated playing at home. So, I will take the Colts at plus seven and a half. And then the last one to round out the uh, four-leg tees, the Bengals currently sitting at plus four playing at San Francisco. I will take the Bengals plus ten and a half. I mean, I know they haven't looked the best this year, but I will take the Bengals plus ten and a half against anybody, anywhere. Sign me up. So the four-leg tees are plus 185. It's a three-unit play for me. Told you I'm coming to get all my coin back that the NFL's taken from me. Colts plus seven and a half. Bengals plus ten and a half. Steelers plus eight and a half. Texans plus three and a half. Thank you very much for coming to my TED talk. Now, Drew, he's actually uh his betting card for Sunday looks definitely a little bit more like a card <laughs> in comparison to mine. Drew's also taking Pittsburgh money line at plus 108 against the Jags. Also, fade of the week. So his big two-unit play of the weekend in either league. Cincinnati plus four and a half. My God, me and Drew are two for two on our NFL picks, taking the same side. What can possibly go wrong? And uh, he's got a big old favorite parlay. It's a five-way parlay, all taking big favorites uh, for the most part. He's taking Seattle over Cleveland at home. He's taking Baltimore on the road at Arizona, Kansas City at Denver. He's taking the Chargers at home against the Bears. And then he's taking the Jets on the road, quote-unquote, against the New York football Giants. That's a five-leg parlay for plus 361. So, that is all 
of the generosity that we have for you this weekend. Obviously, I know uh, it can be tough probably listening to my monotone voice for 40-plus minutes or however long we've been going now, but I appreciate it. Obviously, uh, it sucks that we haven't been able to, you know, put episodes out every week like we, we wanted to for the last two weeks, but, man, it's not even trying to sound dramatic, but it's been rough. Uh, we've been working a ton, working out of town and working nights, so it's it's hard to force yourself to get up early enough to record before work and do all that jazz. But we promise uh, our working season full-time getting ready to come to an end. So we are definitely, definitely going to make a better and more conscious effort to get to uh, – you know, have an episode out every week for you guys, but follow us on the X page at Epiphany Sport. You can go to our Facebook page as well, uh, at Epiphany Sports Show, Action Network, ESS, Patty, ESS, Drew, ESS, Dr. Dome. And if you want to... You want to see some full of the gen stuff? You go look at Doctor Dome's Action Network. He every day, madman. So hopefully, we will uh, get to come back next week. You'll hear from me and Drew both. Maybe even Doctor Dome. It's been hard to get him in this season, but he's also been working a ton like us. But we love you. We appreciate you. If you need any more help. The rest is on your own. Get money. You know the rest.